This is episode number 34 of the Raising Mums podcast. So today we're going to talk about naysayers, how to deal with people around you who say you shouldn't homeschool your kids, you couldn't homeschool your children, and you're ruining their life. How do you deal with that? And that's a really big issue for a lot of people who are homeschooling, especially in those early days. It can really knock back your confidence and send you in a spin mentally and emotionally. So how do we deal with people like that? So often we approach that issue from a place of feeling like it's us against them. But in today's episode, I want to help you to think a little bit differently with a little bit more compassion. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't stand up for yourself. You, you absolutely can put boundaries in place and stand up for yourself when it's necessary. But the point is really to pick your battles wisely and to come at it from a place of love so that you leave those conversations feeling empowered rather than deflated. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Okay, if you can't hear me on Facebook, Instagram, (laughs) they can't hear me. Okay, so we're going to be talking about naysayers, the people here around you who say you shouldn't be homeschooling. Um... So this is not going to be a session about bashing school. This is not going to be a session where we are saying bad things about those who've chosen mainstream education. So if you came here for that, I'm afraid you will be disappointed. Um, This is also not going to be a place where I'm passing judgment on anyone. If you have followed me for any length of time, you know that that's not my style. We're not going to be passing judgment here on anybody. Um... Instead, I want us to approach this idea of dealing with naysayers from a place of compassion and a place of love. What? I hear you say. What? How can I deal with these people when they say such horrible things to me, when they make my life so difficult? I know. I know. But it's my firm belief, and I think most of you will agree with me, that if you want to be treated with respect, if you wanted to be treated with any kind of kindness and understanding, then you have to put that out into the world as well. So if you came here looking for drama today, you're not going to get it. But what you might leave with is a deeper insight and perhaps a little bit of wisdom that is going to help you deal with the naysayers in your life um, in a way that aligns with, with your values. Right. Okay, good. Alhamdulillah, everything seems to be better now on Facebook. So let's get on. So let's paint you a picture. And some of you will be very familiar with this situation. You're at a family meal. You're at a family meal, some auntie's house. um, And you're all having, having a meal, you're all chatting. And then the conversation turns to school. And they're all chatting about that. And then somebody, well meaning, turns to you and says, Oh, is it, Muhammad will be starting school soon, won't he? Is he excited? And you reply, well, actually, we're going to homeschool him. You can imagine that situation if it's not already happened to you. The silence that follows, the tension, 
cutlery is dropped on plates. It's awkward. And then that person who's well-meaning enough says some platitude and the conversation ends there. But then that auntie, we all have that auntie, that auntie who likes to stir a bit of trouble or she likes to voice her opinion on whatever it may be. She's always got a bit of gossip. That auntie says something to you like this. Oh, Gemma, you're so good. I wish I could have homeschooled, but I just care too much about my children's future. You know, I really want my kids to go. I really wanted my kids to go to good universities and to become doctors and engineers. But I wish I could have been like you and not cared about all that stuff. You know that, auntie. We've all got that one. That passive aggressive one who says stuff like that. She's implying by saying all of that, that you are in some way jeopardizing the future of your children by homeschooling. And she's saying it loud and clear. You hear it. Everybody else hears it. But she says it in that way that makes it acceptable at the dinner table. So how are you going to react to that? How do you react? Is that to you a declaration of war? She wants to start a fight? Right. Out come the weapons. You're ready to fight. Do you take up that fight and give it back to her? Or, which was the case for me, do you shrink in your seat? Do you feel embarrassed? Do you feel ashamed? Do you start to think, oh, what if she's right? Do you start to doubt yourself? Do you get confused? And for the rest of the evening, you hardly speak and it's ruined your evening. And for the rest of the week, perhaps, you're mulling over what she said. Am I ruining the future of my children by homeschooling? Now, the truth is that neither situation is right. Neither reaction is right. Neither fighting back nor shrinking into your seat. Neither is right because both will leave you with this nasty, bitter taste of shame in your mouth. If you cut that woman down, if you fight back, with articulate arguments, with statistics and facts about homeschooling, with sarcasm, whatever your weapon of choice might be, will you change her mind? No, you will not change her mind. Will you feel good about yourself? Well, maybe you will feel good in the moment. But I tell you what, on the way back home, you will be ashamed of yourself. You will feel like you embarrassed yourself in front of everybody. You will feel ashamed and embarrassed and you will wish you'd kept your mouth shut. The other alternative is to say nothing but let her words cut you up inside, right? Well, that's not the right way to go about it either. So what do you do? What do you do when someone like that insults you and and says bad things about your choice to homeschool? You look at her with the eyes of compassion. And I know that's not a popular thing, but hear me out. Imagine for a minute that you were in her shoes. Imagine instead of being a young homeschooling mother, you were that auntie, okay? Imagine that you had, for the past 14, 16 years, dropped your kids off at school every single day. Every single school year, they've been at school. 
and imagine that you had watched them when they were four years old, crying every morning on their way to school in the car. But you told yourself that it's for their own good, they need to go to school. Imagine that your daughter had come to you and she told you she was being bullied. And you told, and despite that, you took her to school because you told her that, you told yourself that she needs to learn to stand up for herself. She'll be fine. She'll be okay. Imagine that you had sent your children to school because you wanted to go back to work. You wanted to have a career. You told yourself that you've got an education, you have to work, you have to have a career, and you never questioned it, okay? And now imagine that a young mum comes to you who's 10, 20 years younger than you and tells you that she's not going to do any of that. She tells you that she thinks she's got a better way, or at least she's brave enough to try another way. How would you feel? How would you feel in her shoes? Now, some women, right? Some women, this is not a judgment thing, because some women will go through all those negative things in the school situation and still will come out of it saying, okay, it wasn't all roses, it wasn't all great, but overall, school was the right decision for us. And they're confident in that and they're secure in their decision. Now, those women, they will never be the naysayers. They'll never say anything about you homeschooling or not. They're not bothered. They are secure in their decision. But it's the women who are not sure they make the right decision. The women who inside do feel insecure. You see, when somebody lashes out at you, uh, whether it's passive aggressively, like that auntie I talked about, or directly, it is just a reflection on their own insecurities. It's not a reflection on the truth. It's a reflection on the work they need to do on themselves. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't homeschool. It just means that they couldn't homeschool. So how are you going to react to that auntie, to your parents, to the random stranger that you meet in Asda, who they've all got an opinion. How are you going to react? You're going to react with compassion, with not with anger, not with pride, not with embarrassment, not with this need to one-up the other person. You're going to react from a place of love. Um, what does that look like? For me, it looks like I usually use humour and I usually use a distraction. So at that dinner table with that auntie, I might say, oh, I know, I must be crazy. Ha 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 ha. Oh, can you pass the salt? How did you make this pickle, auntie? It's delicious. And the conversation ends. If somebody insists on bringing it back to homeschooling, I do the same thing. I just, bit of a bit of humour and then another distraction. Because dealing with these people, you are not going to win the conversation and you're just going to, it's going to create so much tension. So deal with them with love and understanding. And what will happen if you do? Instead of leaving with that bitter taste of embarrassment, that bitter taste of shame when you fought back or when you let their words affect you, instead, if you come from a place of compassion, you will leave that situation feeling empowered. You will leave that situation more confident in your decision to homeschool. Your silence will speak volumes. 
your quiet confidence will have those people thinking, oh, maybe there is something about homeschooling that we hadn't thought about. Far, far more impact than any kind of well-rehearsed speech or statistics or anything like that that you can spurt off. Right, I'm going to check through the comments because I'm a bit nervous about what the reaction to this is and then we'll carry on. Let me have a little look through Facebook to start with. Uh, welcome Salam, Saima, Sadia, Alhamdulillah, Jade, you're here. Okay, I'm glad everything seems to be okay on Facebook. Um, Shabnam says her bullying is her biggest fear. Yeah, yeah, nobody... Yeah, I think that's that's the case for everybody, really. It's a big worry for a lot of mothers. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, Ustad Hamza is saying, uh, when you bring, when you ask your children after school, what did they learn? 98% of the school kids say they don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure my boys are any better, but <laughs> maybe. Um Okay, so how do you know, right? So this is a very general point. So how do you know, though, which naysayers to listen to? Because you can't dismiss everybody. What about those people who genuinely care about you, who are genuinely worried and want the best thing for you and for your children? How do you know them from the troublemakers, from the people who have their own healing and their own issues to deal with? How do you differentiate the two? So you test them. What I mean by that is you have to test if they're willing to grow and learn themselves. So when somebody comes to you and says, you know, Gemma, I'm not sure that this is the right decision. What you do is you offer them the opportunity to learn more. You give them a book, you send them a link to a website, uh, you give them a pamphlet. If you're in my course, um, Launch Your Homeschool, we've given you a pamphlet that you can give to friends and family. Give that to them and see if they read it. See if they're interested in learning more and growing more. Because that auntie that we spoke about at the beginning, she's not going to read your book. She's not going to read your pamphlet. She's not interested in growing. She's just interested in making herself feel better, to dealing with her own insecurities. But your parents your best friend, they might be willing to know more about homeschooling and home education so they can understand where you're coming from. So that's how you know. You give them the opportunity to learn more and to grow with you. And, and when you find out who is in that camp of really caring and really is concerned, then you have to listen. Listen to what they're saying because they're saying it for a reason. They know you well and they have genuine concerns. So if somebody like that comes to you and says, you know, Gemma, I know you want this, but I, I think you've got too much on your plate already. You, you know, you've got a baby, you've got this, you've got that going on. Are you sure you want to take on homeschooling as well? And you know that they're genuinely concerned about you. Listen. That doesn't mean you have to, to not homeschool. It just means listen to what their concerns are and reflect on it. And maybe you can address it. Maybe you can say, you know, maybe she's right. Maybe there's something I can do when I'm planning my homeschool to um, help her not to worry so much and to take the burden off myself. Whatever it might be, um, the concerns are. 
Maybe it means getting, you know, if, if, if the grandparents are concerned, maybe it means getting them involved in homeschooling. Um, not all naysayers are wrong. I say the vast majority are wrong, but there will be some people in your life that genuinely have concerns. So listen to those ones. Okay, if there's any questions, pop them in the comments and I will do my best to answer what I can in this session, inshallah. Um, for Instagram, pop it in that little bubble at the bottom with the question mark. It's so much easier for me to find it if you can. Thank you. So Jade has asked, um, I'm just wondering how you talk to your child's dad about wanting to home educate when you are a single parent. I know you haven't any experience, but do you have any potential ideas? Well, again, it comes, comes, comes down to seeing it from his perspective. Both of you want the best thing for your child. So find out what he's worried about. Why, what objections does he have to homeschooling, Jade? Once you have an idea, then you can address them. You can either explain to him why that's not an issue, or you can do something and plan your homeschool in a way that will put his mind at ease, whether that's, you know, getting in a tutor or saying, you know, I know you're worried that I'm not going to be able to teach maths or whatever. Then say, but a friend of mine is going to do the maths for me or, you know, whatever it might be. If he's worried about socialization, then, you know, explain that you have this group of friends that you've lined up or there's this uh, local homeschooling group and he's going to be going to this and that and this. So address the issues that your child's father has um, head on as best you can um, and be willing to to compromise. You know, once he sees that you are compromising, he might also uh, be willing to as well, inshallah. Um, okay, let's have a look on Instagram. Okay, so somebody has said that they have a kinesthetic learner and he hates writing. Okay, um, okay. Depending on how old he is, I would recommend trying something like letting him write in sand, in trays of sand, in lentils, in dried rice, um, using using variety. So uh, whiteboards, chalkboards, writing with chalk on the pavement. Um, it's harder for sure. There's more work. You can't just put a handwriting sheet in front of him. Um, I would also say that a lot of boys um, don't like writing. Uh, I don't know why, but when I hear back from other mothers, they have a, tr they, a lot of mothers with sons have trouble getting them to write. So it's not just you. Um, it might not be that it's because he's a kinesthetic learner. It might just be because he's a boy. <laughs> um, so just be persistent. Don't expect too much from him. You know, five minutes. I mean, depends how old he is, but you know, for a young child, five minutes of writing a day is more than enough. And, and put some variety in there and try and uh, mix it up a little bit. Um, okay, we've got some more questions coming in. Mm, I'm not sure. Sorry, Huda, I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what your question means. Um, okay, this is a good question. Is it, so Khadija asks, is it humanly possible? I like how this is starting. Is it humanly possible to homeschool my eight-year-old while having two under three and working part-time? Yes. Yeah, it's humanly possible, but your homeschool is going to look very different from somebody who doesn't work part-time or from somebody who doesn't have little ones. 
So when you're planning your homeschool, Khadija, do not try and model it on somebody with just older kids or who's not working. You get to create the environment you want at home and something that works for you. So um, you're going to have to get childcare. Um, it sounds like, unless your your husband or the, the children's father can help with that. Um, but yes, it's definitely humanly possible. You can do it, um, but you're going to have to find solutions and, and be a little bit inventive, inshallah. But yes, it is possible, Khadija. Um, uh, okay, this is a great question. Okay. So Clumsy Mumsy, great handle, by the way. I love it. Right, Clumsy Mumsy said, how will I know that I can homeschool? I keep going back and forth. The, this pandemic is scaring me. So how, how will you know if you can homeschool? You're thinking about it. Sounds like a good idea. But how do you know if you can hack it? You will not know until you try. That's the truth. Okay, you can read all the books, you can watch all the videos and listen to all the podcasts, but you will not know if it's the right decision for you and if you're going to enjoy it and if it's going to be the right thing for your kids until you give it a go. Now, that doesn't mean you don't know until you pull your children out of school. You can, especially now here in the UK, you can try homeschooling. You can give it a go. If you're in a country where they don't have lockdown right now, um, and then you can try on the weekends or you can try after school. Try little things at home with your kids now that will give you a taste of what homeschooling is like and see if that's something that you want to continue with. Um, that might mean, I don't know, I've got to go on. How about you learn about, maybe your best friend is from Dubai. So you learn about Dubai, you look it up on the map, you cook something from that country, you uh, phone her and have the kids ask her questions, um, and you, I don't know, just do your whole research around that country. Now that is something very typical of homeschooling, where you take one idea and you go with it and see where it takes you. See, it, see if, you, if you enjoy that kind of thing. Um, if you've never sat with your children and, and done workbooks, done maths with them, taught them anything, then now's the opportunity to give it a go and try. Um, and if you don't like it, then you know your answer. Then you know that the best thing is for them to go to school because homeschooling is a massive commitment um, from you and it's a commitment from their dad, whether or not he's homeschooling or not. There is a level of responsibility that he takes. So for both of you, it's a big responsibility. And if you don't enjoy it, you won't be able to sustain it. Um, so really think about that and give everything a go. Give it a shot um, and, and yeah, and see how that goes. You won't know until you try, clumsy mumsy. Okay. Um, Shabnam has asked, when's your next course starting? So Launch Your Homeschool will be reopening in the summer, uh, inshallah. So after Ramadan, I'm not sure exactly when, probably July. Shabnam. Inshallah, we'll be reopening uh, Launch Your Homeschool in July, inshallah. Uh, but if you're following me here on Instagram or Facebook, I will let you know uh, closer to the time. Um, okay, I think we're good for all those questions. So Ustad Hamza has asked, how do you get your own kids to take you as a teacher? Okay, my children don't take me as a teacher. 
um, that that's the truth of it. How do I, um, my, my children do not see me as their teacher. They see me as their mother. And part of my role as their mother is to teach them. Being a teacher has a very different connotation and very different um, reaction to children. Children react very differently to teachers than they do to their mothers. We all know that. Um, they do things at home that they would never do in front of their teacher. And that's the same in my home. But I am not their teacher because I am learning alongside them. Does that make sense? So when I'm excited, when I'm enthusiastic, um, they, they are as well. It's contagious. Um, how do I get them to do what I hope they will do? Usually through routines, um, usually through this expectation. They've, they've been homeschooled right from the beginning, so they have an expectation. They know the way the day runs. They know when it's time to do their lessons and when it's time to mess about and have fun. So um, routines have played a big part uh, in our homeschooling, getting things done uh, every day. Okay, I think we're done all for the questions. Oh, no, we got more. Okay, last question. Okay, do you ever quit following a curriculum? Thank you for your answer. Do I ever quit a curriculum? Yes. Yes, I do quit a curriculum. If my, the curriculum is not working, if I don't like it, if I think it's pointless and they're making my children do busy work and they're not learning, then I will happily quit it. Um, my, my time, my children's time is precious. There is so much in the world to learn. I am not going to waste their time on resources that do not work or that are just busy work to keep them looking like they're learning, but they're not actually learning. Um, it takes a little bit of confidence to get to that point where you're like, you know what, this doesn't work. I'm, I'm just going to quit here and try something else. But um, I, think, I think that if you are trying something, and you just don't think it's working for you, it's okay to quit. Um, obviously, don't get into the habit of quitting everything. You need to give your books and your curriculum a chance. Uh, sometimes you don't see the fruit of your labor until perhaps a few months down the line. Um, but yes, trust your own intuition. You know, you know if something's working or something's not working. And if you do have secondhand curriculum, Facebook groups are a great place to sell them on um, so you don't lose all of your investment and you can have a bit of money to buy something new. Okay, I think we will leave it there for now. How do we get rid of this? There we go. Okay, so before I wrap up, don't forget that uh, discount on Mirage Stories. If you go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash Mirage, you'll get 25% off. You get a seven-day free trial um, and it's a great Islamic app for children aged four to nine. I highly recommend it, so go check that out. Thank you so much, everybody who joined me live. Um, I will see you again next Sunday at about this time um, for another session, for another episode of Raising Mums. Thank you so much, everybody. Assalamu alaikum.